Welcome to Faith of Our Fathers. This week we feature Percy Crawford and his weekly television broadcast, Youth on the March. Percy's first experience in radio to reach lost souls came in 1925 when he was a student at Biola, the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. Biola had an extremely powerful radio station, KTBL, perhaps the first all-religious radio station in the world. Percy got up to the microphone and preached to a large audience. He understood the power of radio to get his message across to those who needed Jesus in their lives. Today's sermons, with a little help from his family, are taken right from 1950 Youth on the March broadcasts. American history reveals that our nation has been built by young men with a vision. This vision was based upon a sincere reverence of both God and country. Such a man of today is Percy Crawford, whom God has raised up to challenge the youth of the 20th century to preserve that foundation and to build upon it for a greater tomorrow. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? We're certainly glad to be back here once again on television, the uh, first in our series this fall, the second year on television on ABC, and we're certainly happy to have you with us. We hope you'll stay tuned for the whole half hour and enjoy this program. Uh, we have a lot of good old favorite hymns and a lot of good old favorite choruses that I'm sure you'll enjoy. You know, I've enjoyed these little chats with you on Sunday evenings. It's been a real privilege, I believe, one of the greatest I have had in my ministry of all these years that I have been preaching around about the nation. I've talked as high as to 60,000 people in one audience at Soldiers Field a while back, and Hollywood Bowl to about 20,000 people and other audiences around about the nation. But somehow or other, I feel that this audience, each Lord's Day evening, is far larger than that which I have seen round about the country. And thank you for inviting me into your living room there and into your, the tavern and the bars and the different places that you've allowed us to come in. We appreciate it. Many places, uh, many of you never go to church, and we know that, and we're not rebuking you for it. We're, we're just glad that you invite us in and welcome us as your friend. And that's the way we like to come. And next October 1st, the Lord willing, we hope to come back on, and the Lord will provide. And uh, once again, to minister to you and bring you the precious word of God. And I was reading today here in Luke, the 18th chapter, just uh, three verses that I want to read to you now. Will you listen there? Uh, the 10th verse, two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. A wonderful story of a man who was a church man who went to church and was interested in religion anyhow. Uh, a man, and it's good that people are religious. In fact, uh, Augustine once said, Thou hast made us for thyself, and our hearts are restless till they rest in thee. What did he mean? He meant that in your heart and in my heart was a place for God, for the Lord Jesus. We'll never find rest, never find peace till we let him in. That's true, whether you like it or not. You may fight back. You may say, well, I don't want religion, I don't want God in my life. Okay, but you'll never have rest. That's what God says. There's no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. 
And I noticed, first of all, as I was reading this, that he prayed, he prayed with himself. The manner of the Pharisee. He prayed with himself. He's a man of prayer. Uh, he couldn't see any further than himself. He prayed with himself. Prayed to himself. Now, that's one thing where people say, well, I pray. Well, yeah, that's good. But he prayed to himself. And he, he, he couldn't see any further than himself. And all the way through, he was, he was saying, I. He had eye trouble. He said, I thank thee that I am not as others. I am not an extortioner. I am not unjust. I am not an adulterer. I am not even as this publican over here. I'm not like him. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. He, he had eye trouble. And you know, a lot of folks are that way these days. They, they, they pray. They go through the motions. Like when I was a student at the University of California, uh, I said to one of the fellows, say, is such and such a fellow Christian? He, he's a swell guy. Oh, yes, this fellow student said, oh, yeah, he's a Christian. I said, how do you know? Well, he said he prayed 10 minutes the other day. He prayed 10 minutes without any preparation. So what? Does that make him a Christian? Not at all. No, sir. You can pray and pray and pray all around the world and still not be a child of God. But look at the pedigree of this man now. Look who he was. I, I jotted them down here in my notes. He was a straight shooter. He said he wasn't as other men. He was an unusual character, good citizen. He was an administer, uh, 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 administrator of justice. He was not an extortioner. He was a clean, moral man. He said he wasn't an adulterer. He was respectable. He said, I'm not as this publican, this old tax collector, this old turncoat. I, I'm not like him. Remember, we talked about him last week, a bad man who was saved. But here was a good man who was lost. He was respectable. He said, I'm not like this old publican, not like that guy, not on your life. He was a man of prayer. He fasted and he prayed. And he was a tither. You know, when, when re religion gets a hold of a fellow's pocketbook, it's doing something. And religion had this fellow so wrapped up in it that he was willing to dig down in his pocket and give. That's more than a lot of you folks do. Yes, sir. He gave. Like the fellow he knows being baptized, and when he was going down, he, he was willing to be baptized all of them, but when he was going down, he held his pocketbook up out of the water. Wasn't going to let that go. Yeah, you know. A lot of folks, you know, they, they, they watch the preacher, and they yell at the preacher, and they holler at everybody, and as soon as the collection plates passed, they yell, oh, they wouldn't give a dime. No. They go and squandered $10, $20 on a, on a, on a night. But they're scared to give to God. They won't give to anything that's good and lifts up. Oh, of course, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the other person over there on the other side of the room. Yeah. He, he, he was so wrapped up in religion that he gave some of his money to God. And that's all you save anyhow. Only money you save is what you give to God. You can hoard it up and stick it in your box and buy bonds and save and buy property and go ahead and you'll leave it all for your kids to fight over. Yes, sir. He was so interested in religion that he gave. Now watch. Jesus was telling this story. He said, two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the one a publican. Now watch. He, he puts his okay on one of them. Watch here now. He said, this man, this man went up in the 14th verse. I tell you, this man went, who? The bad man. The bad man prayed, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, he went to his house justified, not that religious formalist. God despises these people who go through a ritual that just have a mechanics about the religion with no heart in it. That goes through and say, well, as long as I say a little prayer once in a while, I'll get in. Oh, no, that's a lot of rot. It's when you reach the place where you know as this man knew that he was black and vile and sin-stained and deserving of hell. That's where he was getting somewhere. He failed to recognize his sin. I'm this, I'm that, I'm good, I sure. It's only when God uh, takes you and, and deflates you, punctures you, brings you to the place where you're desperate, where you know you're black and know you're vile and know you're a sinner like this other man who was saved. 
Where you get to? He was I. I'm all right. Just like a lot of you. You say, I'm as good. My Mrs. So-and-so goes to church down the block. And I'm better than she is. Yeah, you're just like this one. No, no. He failed to trust in the mercy of God. I took one of our girls uh, uh, to the hospital this week up at Pinebrook to cut her foot. And, and uh, two of the men went w with her into the uh, hospital. And we were waiting around there. And, and uh, just before they put the stitches in, she said she bowed her head and closed her eyes. And one of the men said, by the operating day, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying. 17-year-old girl, I'm praying. <laughs> he said, that won't do you any good. We think it will. Yes, sir. This man prayed and got somewhere. The other man prayed and didn't get anywhere. It's a funny thing. I went out to get a drink from the uh, drinking fountain in the hall. And there was an old man ready to die. Must have been 70, 75. And there he was sitting in his chair with his feet in a pillow. And he was, he said, mister, he said, what time is it? I said, five minutes to four. And I leaned over and whispered in his ear. And I said, it's time you accepted Jesus as your savior. He looked up at me startled. He said, I'm a good man. I've always done well. I've done the best. Uh, but I said, you're a good sinner. You know you're a good sinner. He said, I'll admit I've sinned. We bowed our heads together as he put his hand in mine and received Jesus as his Savior. And uh, I said, whom did you receive? He said, Christ. The elevator came along, took him up to the operating room. He may be dead tonight. Ah, yes. But he went justified with a hope in the Son of God. That's what we want you to have. Right there tonight by your television set. You can have it if you'll receive it. Will you do it? I hope you will. And now our four sons. Here they are. Don, Dick, Dan, and Dean. And their mommy at the piano. Going to sing Day of Judgment, aren't you boys? All right, sing it out. Day of Judgment May be nearing What a morning You've been listening to Percy Crawford and Youth on the March.